right, we in? We, we might be. We in? We, we in? I want to double check with the with the friends over here. Okay, yeah. So we don't have a soft here today. So let us know how we're doing in the chat. If we're live, we think we are live. So if someone can just. Uh... Okay. Great. Who said we're in? Okay. Thank God. All right. Here we are, everybody. Good to see everyone. Yeah. Here we go. We are. Uh, we're a group of friends and students from all around the world. We study the wisdom of Kabbalah together. Uh, we have a super unique group. So many languages. So many cultures. So many religions. All together studying. <clears throat> we do. Uh, meals together, virtual meals together. We have an event coming up in Israel, friends coming from around the world, but we've been doing spe special. I mean, we've always been virtual, but the last few years, really, really virtual since COVID started. We do weekly virtual meals together. We make music together. Last week, last uh, Thursday night in New York, Friday morning uh, in the Eastern Hemisphere, we had a, a meal together, a big virtual meal, a couple thousand people. And um, each time, like another group of friends from a different country presents, uh, you know, what's going on in that country, what they're working on, inspires everyone. So last week on Thursday, Thursday uh, here, like I said, Friday morning in the Eastern Hemisphere, it was his friends from Turkey. And, um, and specifically, one friend, Ahmet, uh, was talking about, uh, I'll show you how I can do this. Let's see. Uh, here. Can you, no, hold on a sec. This is what I want to show you. Chris, tell me that you can uh, see it when I put it up. Let's see. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this, is, this is Ahmet, and yeah. he was, uh, he was playing a song for us. It was, he like, and, um, that's him in his apartment in southern Turkey. Um, and he was talking. We're excited to get, he's talking about all of us getting together um, in a couple weeks in Israel. And um, really heartfelt, really warm. Um, and he was playing that song, you know, from his, his, uh, from his apartment. Like two days later or something, we got a message uh, that he was buried in rubble underneath that that uh, apartment there and um and he you know some people in his family made it he didn't make it kind of shocking kind of like coincidental so to speak that like two days before from that exact place he like sent out this message of love to everyone um I was listening to a woman from Turkey this morning she was asking for thoughts and prayers as there's still people trapped under crumbling buildings and freezing temperatures. And I was trying to imagine myself in that situation. You know, like, what are, what are you thinking about? What's, what's going on for you in that situation? So first of all, um, our hearts go out to everyone in Syria and Turkey and anywhere else who's going through. Um, I think it's over 12,000 people now, something like that. Yeah. Tragedy like this. Um, like as an aside, it, it makes you think like, wow, there's so many people suffering from all different things. It's interesting. Like even even here in the States, like a lot of news coming in about Turkey, we hear almost nothing about Syria. I know that Syria has lost like, you know, over 100,000 people or more in a civil war, right? Like it's just not in our news. It's not like in our consciousness. So 
you know, obviously there's many more people suffering, but for some reason this really comes up into our collective consciousness like this, at least for us. But, um, you know, that's kind of on the ground what uh, what we're seeing. And it's pretty tragic. It makes you think a lot about uh, what we're doing, what's going on here. There was a time a couple billion years ago where there was not even an earth. Um, so how, how our earth formed, how our moon formed, you know, it's interesting. You can see all kinds of videos about this, how, uh, how, how water came to earth, how iron, for example, which we need in our blood in order to live came to earth, how everything came from things smashing into each other. Um, all the, all the hikes that we go on, you know, in the mountains or on the trails, all that nature that we enjoy all of it is a result of huge violent eruptions a long time ago and then you know the, we heard the about them we just didn't feel them we didn't we didn't experience the sometimes we do but uh you kind of forget how violent things need to be for you to yeah you go for you go for a cool hike on on some trail and you forget that cold and rain and wind and smashing uh, worked on this until it became suitable for us to enjoy all the skiing we like to do, all the lakes that we like to swim in, all the picnics by the beach. All of this was formed by the earth being ripped, ripped apart by ice, by plates, broken by force, by comets, etc. So this is that's the way of the development of earth. Um, if we know about some things, obviously we're living after that for the most part, but if there is an active volcano, we shouldn't set up a village at the foot of an active volcano. That's not a good idea. Right. If we don't want to be melted. And like in Florida, they're building luxury apartment buildings on a shoreline that within 20 years is going to be at the mercy of beating waves and storms. Like well, forget hitting... about the hurricanes that come every season too. Right. So, this, okay, the San Andreas, okay, so perfect example. The San Andreas Fault in California, Los Angeles, Hollywood, San Francisco, like there could be, it's experts say it's long overdue, although they've been saying it as long as I can remember. So I don't know if it's, you know, how long they're going to keep saying it's long overdue. Long but overdue. Yeah. You hear a, that a lot, the, San you? the San Andreas Fault runs through California. And the experts say it could be magnitude eight. So that the, the earthquake in, uh, Turkey, I think, was seven point eight. So, yeah. so does that mean sh should we, you know, if we know that there's a place that there's a fault, like er Turkey has had in the last hundred years fifty earthquakes, like more than five on the Richter scale, more than six on the oh. on the Richter scale. Yeah, fifty. I mean, just g Google history of earthquake. This area is super prone to earthquakes. So, um, so should we not build? In the, should we just not live there? You know, like we wouldn't live at the foot of a volcano. I don't know. Should should we not live in any of these places where where things can happen? Is it worth the risk? Should everybody leave California? Is it worth it that we all well, leave California? That's a, that's like, a great question. Um, so, but if we are going to live in these places, what do we need to do as far as mitigating disasters, like architecturally? Um, Chris, for some reason you're you're like kind of like glitching a I little know. bit. I know. You know about it already. 
I can okay. see it myself too. Yeah. There's nothing I can do okay. about it. Okay. Um, so if we're going to live in these places, what can we do about it? And if we're going to be in a place that, um, that disasters are going to happen, what, what is there? Um, here's something also to show you. Look, look at this. You know, uh, I lived in Manhattan during nine 11, uh, back in the day. Uh, and right after nine 11, New Yorkers were so incredibly generous and kind with each other. Like everybody felt they were in something together. People were, regardless of politics or any of that. So I'm just saying like, if you were in that city at that time, like everyone was holding the door for everyone. Everyone was like looking out for everyone. That was the feeling. And it lasted like a few weeks. Uh, Which is pretty good actually, honestly. It was, I guess. Um, look at this. Yeah. Okay, you see this? Yes. You see this? Yes. Okay, this is an Israeli plane and an Iranian uh, plane. Both arrived in Turkey. There's an Iranian flag. Look, look on the tail. An Iranian ah, right. flag. Yeah. And an Israeli flag. Oh. So, two mortal enemies mortal enemies you know, right. who normally are, are at war with each other. Now, um, most actually, I think Iranians, like normal Iranians and normal Israelis, I think they, they send each other love messages via the internet. Right. Like, we really like you, but but the governments we know are, are constantly at each other. Um, but look what happens when there's a crisis. Like, look what happened during 9-11 in New York. Look what happens when there is an earthquake here. So, you're saying there's some kind of some good comes out of it? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, I'm saying when these things happen, it changes how we act. And you know, Ira- Iranians and Israelis getting along uh, after something like this. Can they get along? Is this the only way? Oh, you know, after. Is this the only way for for them to get along? Is this the only way for people in New York to come together? Is 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 a building being hit in their city? Um, there's there's a lot of other... questions. That can... <laughs> hmm? Have you seen? First of all, how's is the, is my audio as choppy as my video? The audio, uh, no, audio is okay. <clears throat> uh, have you seen any other any other means of reaching that special feeling, uh, like in like you said in New York? Or in Israel, even here, whenever there's some kind of uh, attack or whatever. Um, I think like the Shroud of Turin or something like, I think like if like Jesus shows up in your piece of toast, like I think people get excited or if like, uh, like, you know, if all of a sudden like there's a a double rainbow, you know, if there's some kind of, uh, you know, they'd be like, oh my God, so beautiful, you know, yeah, (laughs) double rainbow (laughs) across the sky. Um, (laughs) No, these kind of things make people like, wow but besides that no no really not really yeah because really not Um, really actually i did actually after argentina won the world cup like it looked like there was millions of people in the street right well there's the common denominator world cup yeah Yeah. well the common there is a common denominator which is something is affecting all of us 
it's kind of the common denominator, right? Like, you know, the, you have the World mm. Cup, which everyone feels as like their own mutual something that they all share, like this baby, right? That they're all kind of concerned about and are happy when it's successful, sad whenever it's unsuccessful. Or you've got tragedies, which everyone feels like this one thing is also that also belongs to them, whether it's their country, whether it's their neighbor. Then if you share something with your neighbor who also shares something with, you know, a neighbor, which is hundreds of kilometers away, which experienced the same thing, you kind of already feel this kind of connection um, and you are empathetic towards them. Yeah, I can see where you're saying like, yeah, tragedy also breeds some kind of um, you could say unity. Uh, I, I don't know if it's exactly the unity that Kabbalah would uh, refer to, but it does show you that it's not all bad do you want to do you want to go that far to say such a thing that it's not all bad well i want to go even further but tell me what you mean well first of all uh yeah this the whole thing that happened in turkey i mean you can maybe i'll even send you i mean i i don't know how um i don't know how informed or how how uh up to speed people are let me send this thing to you oh my god my computer is so slow i should have done a restart before all this no but don't don't be bogged down by the computer just be with me so i want to send you this thing oh here it is found it just open this link up while i'm while i'm talking yeah okay i got Uh, one link already from you with the i think this is the one yeah that's that's for later this is for one where uh you can just see the rubble we had a friend um Give us like a little update. Yeah. Where'd you send it? Oh, here? Sorry, to the Zoom Zoom chat. Got it. Uh, I think that's the right one. Open it up and show me. I'm afraid to even open it because it's going to... From K News, Turkey refuses Cyprus offer for... (laughs) Turkey refuses help from Cyprus. Uh, The Republic of Cyprus expressed readiness to contribute to the mission of rescue. We got the answer from Turkey. Thank you, but we won't take it. Is this what is this one you wanted to? That wasn't it, but that is that is interesting. I forgot that I sent that to myself. Yeah, so that's we can talk about that in a little bit and bring that back up again because that's an interesting little thing that's happening. But basically, anyone who wants to Google, maybe even Seth, if you want to, in the meantime, you can Google, you know, destruction in Turkey. Uh, so we had a friend give an update about what's going on there. He basically said it's a war zone over there. I mean, if you can imagine twelve thousand um, people dying, what kind of destruction you need to see as far as uh, buildings collapsing to even reach such a, such a number. Um, so when you include yourself, I mean, Jesus, look at that. Wow. I hope everyone can see what we're seeing. I mean, it's basically every building is completely, and you know, you've got a lot of people, families just stuck under this stuff. Sometimes they're still alive for days, you know, and sometimes you just, you don't make, I mean, look at that. You know, when you think of an earthquake, you think of like, you know, an uncomfortable situation. Maybe some things break here and there, but this is like, um, this is really hard. I mean, that's a, I mean, you can, you want to put a dollar amount to it. How many billions of dollars in uh, reconstruction that is, that's, that's not really an emotional thing, but you can talk about everyone is, everyone there is somehow affected. Right. So that's kind of the situation going on over there. So whenever we're going to come over here and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about what, how Kabbalists would view such a thing that the, such an event, it's kind of important to 
not disconnect from that picture where you know that there's a bunch of people who are suffering and who have gone through something that, you know, maybe it's easy to talk about from the side because you're not there. Mm. Uh, but it's important just to, to try to stay uh, attached to that emotional point because otherwise it can, you can just kind of get lost in your own words and feel like you're talking about something that doesn't exist. But we want to make sure that we know that it exists um, before we before we really talk about things that maybe sound um, sound a little bit, uh, I don't know, I don't know, uh, like uncompassionate. Is that even a word? Like you know, the opposite of compassionate. Mm -hmm. So, um, where where are we going with this? Basically, so you saw what happened there in Turkey. So. I think couple. I think if if we're gonna look at this and not just be some news organization that says, "Hey, uh, yeah, this many people died," this we can blame. You know, like you said, should we even be building houses next to the foot of a volcano? I mean, you could go as far. As, you know, so we're not some news organization that's saying, you know, this is what's happening, reporting on the news, right? Uh, but we want to, if we're if we're studying Kabbalah, and Kabbalah tells us about the direction of some. Um, this advancement, this progression, this development of uh, not just the human species, but all of the all of the world together. Then we need. Then we kind of need to uh, take a different emotional approach, right? Are you with me? Are we? Are we? Yeah, following? I want to know where, where are you going. I'm not sure where you're going to go. So when we so when I say things like, first of all, there are there are kabbalists can look at something like this and feel the suffering that's happening on one hand, but on the other hand, something that normal people don't have any attachment to, which is a different vision, a different sense, a different uh, observation point, where in a, every regular everyday people can like figure out some, uh, I don't know, observation point in their in their head and kind of relate to it from like, you know, out, I'm outside of myself a little bit, but Kabbalists are referring it to it from the perspective of how the creator, how nature, how uh, this overall over overwhelming, uh, this uh, all encompassing force, which directs all of nature and guides it and nurtures it and manages it. It's all just one force. So how, how does that one force relate to it? Or of course, the big question is why is there such a thing? So if so, if we if we want to start this conversation, we could probably talk about why, which is kind of like okay. So if there's a what, why what if if there's something that something so tragic that happened, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of need to ask our question first of all: Why did it happen? First, should we prevent it? Yeah, I think we should prevent it. Yeah, don't build your house next to the on a fault line, maybe. Um, don't you know, or at the foot of a volcano? There was even you can even say okay, well, if you join NATO or something like that, this is just an idea. If you join NATO. Then they make you have certain military specs, right? They, if you're joining them, they want you to have, you know, everything needs to be. You have to this kind of infrastructure. You need to have like, for military, right? But let's say that if you want to join some treaty where you're connected with other countries, and you realize that okay, if one country gets hit by like what just happened right now by like a really massive earthquake, that's billions of dollars and uh, from every way, you know, in and out of countries coming to help, right, and re do repairs and do, you know. Uh, provide medical treatment and everything like that but if there if if we decided ahead of time some kind of treaty that we were only going to if you were going to join this alliance then you're going to have to also upgrade your infrastructure you know it's time you know you have this pressure from the outside otherwise people you're not going to move even here in israel you have six hundred thousand homes which are which are unsafe for for uh 
for earthquakes. So yeah, you can start, let's start the conversation by saying, okay, first of all, let's help one another get to the point where we're going to be more safe. I think that's um, practically, that's, you know, something you could say. Just, uh, just but, a regular, I mean, before you get to spirituality, you're saying like, let's, like, if, the, if, if something happens, we need to be able to get helicopters in there. We need to be able to get uh, vehicles in there. And let's yeah. not put the buildings in the most vulnerable places. And, you know, because if, because things happen, right? Earth is developing. So, so there's, there's one, there's, there's a few different things here. We understand where this system of nature is developing us to, to where the system of nature is developing us towards. And the more we develop, the more our senses become more uh, nuanced, the more we can feel in what's happening. Um, and like you're saying, it, it, you don't want to sound insensitive about like... Insensitive, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, so you, so you, people have to suffer. There had to be a Holocaust. There, there is. Wait, wait, hold on, slow down, slow down. We're, we're, we're on earth. We're dealing with, you know, practical things. But we also need to understand what's the game we're playing and what, why do we see the reality right. like this? Um, so, you know, just fundamentally, because uh, we're going to develop this step by step, so we have to get along just as people. So if we're going to build homes and we're going to start to uh, cooperate as nations. So if you have a problem, I'm going to come help you. And if I have a problem, you're going to come help me. But look now, like Turkey says to Cyprus, no, we don't want your problem. We don't want your help. Right. No, like leave us alone here. And this one says, no, we don't want your help there. So, and also if I want to come help, like how, how am I going to get in? Where's your roads? How'd you, why, why'd you build it like this? This is not the right way to build it. It's impossible yeah. to get over here. And, and where, where am I going to land the helicopter if I need to help because of this? So they're all of a sudden, we're all trying to uh, figure out a way to help each other or, or, or trying to build something that we can all then help each other. And in that situation, you can't just think about yourself. You can't just build whatever you want to build and make uh, city ordinances based on your own thing because all the other neighboring countries are saying, okay, well, you're going to help me. I'm going to help you. Where am I going to land? How are we going to do this? And all of a sudden, yeah. countries have to start kind of calibrating towards Which that's already a huge, other. big step. I mean, we're saying it like something that you know is plausible or probable, but if you think about what actually needs to take place in order to even reach that, that's a lot of changes that each country, each country has to kind of... Uh, uh, kind of um, uh, concede on something that maybe they wanted to do ahead of time. You know, maybe this arena is more important than uh, re. re right. We wanted to build a soccer arena by the river because of such and such. But if God forbid there was an earthquake, like there was already fifty of them before in the last hundred years, maybe it's not the best. And then the people who are we're partnering with in this regional uh, safety and uh, mutual. Um, mutual support network that we have between us they're not going to be able to you know get their help into us and so yeah. we have to start you know making these different decisions but by this nature is developing us to figure into into a life where we're already more considerate of yeah of where we build how we build how we're considerate of the other of our neighboring countries around us and then in that situation we're not just thinking about how to exploit each other. We're not thinking about right. just how to war with each other because we're busy figuring out how are we going, how are we helping but each other. But you see how different, you see how it's such a different mindset already. I mean, that's almost a 180 degree change in a mindset. You're thinking about doing what's best for other countries 
for them to help you, even though it's for you for them to help you in the end, right? That's ultimately that's ultimately the 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 motivation here is so that I, they can serve me, right? But still, uh, your the whole mindset is completely changed. I didn't expect to talk about this so long, but it's really interesting because your your the whole mindset is different. If you approach it in such a way where I need to allow them to help me, that means I need to be thinking about them. You know, even though ultimately it's about me. So there's not really any examples besides, you know, trade uh, or some capitalistic examples where that is a where that's kind of rings true. It's different whenever you're talking about saving lives, making, you know, the quality of life better for people in another country. It's it's kind of a completely different way of approaching things, uh, which, you know, seems like that could possibly, you know, that could be that's still kind of far away if you think about it where we are today. But just think about how much that would save, first of all. And then we wouldn't have to experience maybe such a high death toll. So that's just so that's one thing, right? But here's the facts. Uh, it it happened already. So so we kind of just need to figure out how to relate to it. I think is kind of the next step, right? You want to you want to go down this road? No, nah, this is a more hard it? conversation to have. Yeah, but I think when we say it out loud and we're like kind of like walking with each other, tiptoeing um, towards that destination, I think we'll kind of like we'll feel it out and we'll reveal some things. So how do we relate to it? Well, first of all, you you have a bunch of people who just who they're, the majority of people just walk around living their lives. What are they doing? Um you know, we don't like exactly to say, you know, they're living like animals, but it's only animals just because of the, of the level of the values, basically, which is nothing, no aspiration for something higher. Like, you know, I, I'm born a high school crush. I get a job, get married, children, they have children, grandparent, and then die. I mean, that's kind of the template for most, most people in the world, right? That's kind of how they live their lives. Now, I want that road path. Okay, maybe they're not even thinking about it. That's just like what what, what they accept. That's what they receive. And so that's what they take. Um, but they this path needs to be the least amount of pain and the most pleasurable, like the easiest, right? So that's kind of where most people fit as far as how they perceive what what happens in their lives. Is this making my life on that path more difficult? Do I need to change something? But I'm still headed towards that goal of grandparent, of grandchildren, you know, all this, you know, that basic path. And so something, something can, uh, something disturbs that and it causes me pain, you know, along, along the way. It could be anything like, oh, my whole, it's like our whole life, our whole life is just a battle. It's like uh, from anything from like, you know, the kids are sick, rent is due. I don't know. You always give a good, bunch of good examples like this. Uh, I don't know. I got yelled at or, you know, about my, by my boss, by my wife. All these little things are like, they're just things that happen in your life that make you uncomfortable, you know? And the moment you're uncomfortable, uh, it's kind of an indication that you are out of balance. Uh, let's just stop there and maybe let's just, uh, let's, maybe maybe there's something to talk about. Maybe there's something to unpack here until now. You have, you have a direction you want to go? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I always have the questions in my mind of like, what would I ask the Kabbalist? You know, mm. what, 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 what do I want to know? Like, I want to know, like, when do the earthquakes end? When do people stop dying? When do we see, you know, does it have to be like this? 
I think everybody. So, wants so, because, like, for example, the Kabbalist, the Kabbalist. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no. The Kabbalist the comes and says, uh, when the d- human degree, the speaking degree, comes into balance, all of nature will come into balance below it, meaning all of the earth, all the animals, all right. the planets, the, the all the stars. Will, the lamb will lay with the wolf. Everything will will <clears throat> come into alignment, come into balance. The whole system will come into balance. So, okay, so there was always planets, things smashing into each other, comets smashing into each other, plates moving around, hurricanes, tsunamis, fires, volcanoes. So when Kabbalists are saying when people start loving each other, like not only on this planet, but in all of the universe, known and unknown, everything will come into balance. What does that mean? Right. What are you talking about? Are you bullshitting me? Is this fantasy? Is this uh, a dream? Uh, what are you talking about? Wasn't that you what everybody like? wants? Huh? Isn't that what everybody wants? No, but it doesn't sound realistic at all. But it's uh, so, what people want, though. It's like a desire that people have, yeah? Which is I, what? Per, to know the answer well, or for that no, reality? No, it's, it's just I don't want, basically you're saying, I don't want bad things to happen. Well, bigger question. I mean, so what is the lion going to eat if he's not going to eat the lamb? Oh. You know, how, so, how is so, it so that it depends on how we it? define what's bad and what's good. Well, how, or, or how is everything going to come into balance? Where Where do people... You know, will there still be earthquakes? So this opens up a lot of questions that we, we should think about. You know, the answers in the wisdom of Kabbalah don't just like, ah, got it, you know, put it in my right. pocket. Now I can yeah. go on with my life. Yeah, exactly. We Fun. need to Answer ask these questions inside and think about these questions inside and work on these questions inside. Um, and then they, these answers, the real answers come out of your heart, which is sometimes why it's, or oftentimes, or all the time, why it's difficult or impossible or even called forbidden in the wisdom of Kabbalah to speak about certain things. It uh, doesn't mean forbidden like you can't just say the words. It means like it's impossible because unless the other person's heart is is in harmony with your heart, you can't transfer. There's no transference between them. Right. But... um. Well, I want to do this more conversationally than just kind of riffing on like the deepest questions that I have about all of this and, and where it goes. Yeah. Uh, but, I liked what you said though earlier. So, so, but, but the thing that I want to try and open up here conversationally is that the world, the earthquakes, the shifting of the plates, uh, you know, all of the continents were, you can see how they fit together, you know, we're, we're together and they broke apart and all of this process that took place and how water came to earth and all the collisions and how our moon smashed and another piece broke and it took so long for it to start orbiting. So all of that, you know, once we be, become loving beings, whatever that means, like everything just, what does it mean? So what the Kabbalists are telling us about re- the nature of reality is that all of the problems, all of the shattering, all of that transition, all of these things are to get us to a point of development. 
all of these things are processes of development and the the reality that we see the broken realities that we see the reality of earthquakes that we see is based on our shattered perception of something called the the soul of adam harishon the the shattered soul and that we perceive everything as broken meaning there is a whole perfect reality that exists now the wolf Just, the what is broken what, what what do we mean broken then in that's in, in that situation what i see is a broken what okay what i don't i can try and give like a super simple example that uh if i have two children uh who are fighting over something but i as their parent um you know they each think they need to get like this thing or this thing or this thing but i as the parent have love for both of them and i see how they can both have something and how everything can be okay but because they're on a lower degree than me they can't see the big picture they can only see you know what their five-year-old right you know eyes see for example yeah they don't see how everything's going to be okay they don't see how everything already is okay and everyone's going to have everything they need but they just have their five-year-old perception that i need this and i the other one has the one that i need this and every kid on the playground has the, you know what he needs and every right. person in the world now is just viewing the world based on what he needs yeah which is why it's so revolutionary even for the countries to just have cooperation on how to build right infrastructure. that's what i'm saying it seems like it's so far away already it seems distant so the pers the real solution which is way beyond the scope of what we can talk about here but so so there's many things we're talking about first of all we're talking about the real suffering and how that makes us feel and how we want to help on that level the next thing we're talking about is what we can do to prevent you know, to work together just in a practical earthly yeah. level to work together to prevent things and also to start working towards building good life instead of working towards war like all the nations are working towards constantly yeah and then the the biggest level the next you know the the real um vanguard of all this avant-garde of all this is is perception of reality is is developing our perception of reality to exist in a whole reality wow it's even hard to to say it based on uh, you know in a, in a time like that well that's what i'm saying that's why i wanted to say that we don't want to forget about what's actually happening because you could easily say oh perception of reality while there are thousands of people buried underneath you know all kinds of wreckage uh, so uh, so the, uh, the whole time we're kind of talking about having one thing in one hand and something else on the other hand uh yeah uh so so i want to i want to go back to something earlier when we started talking about the, the the people and how they observe reality how they live their life right we always we always said that was like an animalistic uh kind of way of living right and uh, soft always has a good way of explaining how we're completely outside of that we're kind of outside of what uh, there's nature and there are these forces and systems happening that existed before humans, humans arrive, did some developing. And now here we are today, I'm here with you on the show and I don't necessarily feel when there's going to be an earthquake. I don't feel that I'm, um, that I'm behind on doing the things that nature's expecting me to do. I don't feel 
that. I don't feel that pressure. But what I do feel and what I do see are tragedies and um, and uh, and my inability to justify anything that's happening. I, it's like what I was put on this life didn't ask to be put put here in this world to live this life. No one asked me. I don't have a really choice. It's basically a battle all the time. But while on the other hand, nature created this like magnificent thing that we see this reality with all of these balancing with all of these two forces, but constantly finding balance between them. And then for me just to be born and to hate every minute of my life, almost, you know, essentially that's the purpose, right? And nature is capable of creating such a beautiful thing. And here I am coming along, you know, just cursing everything, you know, waking up in the morning because I have to go to work. And the first thing I'm doing is just cursing the fact that I have to wake up. That's what we're saying. It needs to happen. So we're kind of separated. We don't understand what the thought of nature is. We're, we're so we're lacking. We're lacking in that department big time. We're behind. So uh, we're, we're, it's all concealed from us. It's, it's concealed from us, but we sometimes get little hints that we are, uh, that's set there that that we're missing something. Otherwise, we wouldn't really oh, know that we're missing something. Rabash, our teacher's teacher, writes uh, really clearly about why it's concealed from us. Uh, because if every time we did an action totally in harmony with the life-giving force, we were rewarded with pleasure beyond any pleasure we can imagine. And every and if we were to do something against the life giving force that promotes the harmony of the entire integral system, we would immediately get like get sick or die. So we would only we'd figure that out real quick. Yeah, yeah, we would only do exactly everything that is in line with the highest harmony of the whole system. Who else does and that? Angels. I mean, ah. you could say animals, but we have way more intelligence than animals. We would be just at a higher level than an animal. You just call us basically an angel animal. You know, we would ju- we would have no free choice at all. We would have no um, self determination at right. all. So this veil, this concealment, this restriction, is uh, intentional in order that we can come to that highest. Uh, harmonious place but that it's like something that we attain in our in our hand that we reach yeah. it um not as just zombies uh, angels but um so the purpose so of the, the well first we have to have a desire for that and um we'll get that we'll get that and you can see from things like this earthquake where you know, the first, the desire is to just clean up everything, make everything okay again. Everyone gets what they need to have. Um, and then, like you said, sometimes it lasts two weeks, right? Where there's like these residual things where you're still experiencing what it meant. But uh, the desire is kind of the only thing that matters. But uh, let's, can you there, go to this clip real quick that I sent you? It's just interesting. Okay. It's interesting you know, that. And what's up? Yeah. Just okay. if you, just you don't need sound, so don't worry about the sound. Uh, Okay, just just mute it. Although, actually, if you can play the sound, that would be nice because it's kind of interesting to hear the commotion. This is before the earthquake in Turkey. So people are filming the birds. They're like, wait, why are the birds acting like this? This was the explanation I, I received. Usually, they're much quieter, apparently, at this hour. 
but you've got a bunch of commotion is what it looks like right it's commotion uh, you could say and uh, it's like this unsettled feeling and i guess that's why they started recording was because they noticed something weird i guess the person recording didn't connect it to there was going to be some major uh, geological event mm. um but there's some something happening here where they're noticing that the birds are acting strange. So, so we're inferring that the birds understood that something was coming or was about to happen. Same way you always see they dogs. felt something. The dogs also feel they have sense. Elephants also are you know they have really sensitive pads in their feet that they can sense vibration. So uh, that's just kind of an explanation. Like okay, fine. Birds have certain senses, right? But they're sensing what's happening all over the all over the world you know magnetics that apparently that's how they're guided they have they can sense like magnetic fields um or you know so they have extra they have additional senses which you know Kabbalah isn't saying that humans need to go back down to their animalistic roots and develop senses that will tell them when earthquakes are coming but it just gives you a clue to, uh, into the into the picture that okay there's there's the rest of the planet is kind of, you know, when we say that there's a crisis, an, ener an energy crisis or a climate crisis, of course, that's something that um, comes from the human side. This is like a human invented thing. Nothing else is in crisis. Birds can fly away if there's an earthquake, you know. Yeah, or dude, I see it says elephants that before this um, tsunami, elephants ran for higher ground, flamingos abandoned low-lying nesting areas, and dogs refused to go outdoors in the coastal village of Bangkok in Thailand. Uh, a, a herd of buffalo suddenly pricked up their ears and then stampeded to the top of a nearby hill. Uh, cows, goats, cats, and birds deliberately moved inland after, before the after the earthquake, before the tsunami came. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so I mean, okay. So, so, so here's the egoistic response. The egoistic response is just like right. train a bunch of animals and just keep them nearby and just watch what they do. And if they start acting, then we should move away, right? We can continue to right. act like selfish people and build wherever we want and live egoistically. But, you know, all the rich people can get, you know, a bunch of elephants to keep in the backyard. And if the elephants start <laughs> panicking, then, be the then they know ones, to get right. out of town. It's like their own bunker. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of a bunker. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting when you look at animals and you say, okay, they know something we don't. But really the point is that you could say that we finally feel that we're lacking something like, oh, it'd be good. So we want to maybe develop technology if that's what happens. Oh, let's, let's build better technology. Okay. It's all about, it's all about preventing uh, the, the, the troubles or, or um, sweetening or mitigating these, um, the sorrows that come to our life, right? Uh, that's kind of the, all, all, always how we steer this boat. And so when something like this happens, like you have a disaster like this that happens, you're you're immediately thinking, uh, okay, how do we prevent this to ha from happening? How do we, you know, uh, how do we how do we conserve uh, preserve the, our way of life and continue forward? And Kabbalah might come and say something like, uh, "Listen, there's a plan to all of this. You feel yourself." in sorrow and in troubles and in pain and suffering for a very specific reason. And it could take people hundreds of uh, incarnations or thousands of events and, and hundreds of thousands of states before they, before one person, one single person realizes that there's that nature maybe wants something else from them, but maybe it takes this earthquake. They, they, their life is completely shaken up. They're looking around, they see the world differently and they also feel the world differently. They feel that they're being related to uh, unjustly. Why would this happen to me? 
I didn't, you know, my family didn't deserve this. My little baby sister who's buried under rubble didn't deserve all this. You, you, you know, a person who experiences a tragic event like that it changes the way that they perceive their life. So for some people, if it's their time, then they'll start asking, why did it happen? And the, and the why isn't really sufficient. The answer for that why isn't really sufficient until maybe they hear the explanation that Kabbalah offers, which is that the suffering that we feel is not um it's it's the suffering that we feel is because we're out of balance so then the next question is how do we become how do we get ourselves in balance so if i was in balance if i was like this if i if i somehow elevated myself above something to another different plane so i wouldn't feel suffering and like you asked so i we wouldn't see earthquakes so now so we finally arrived at your question again so a person who feels suffering and doesn't like where they're at and wants to be in a different state are that different state that they're in. Are there still earthquakes? Are there, what kind of suffering is there? Is there still suffering? So a person is kind of like, uh, uh, not happy, not satisfied with where, with where they are, but an event like this can kind of awaken them and shake and, and shake them into thinking and looking for something else. Kabbalists tell us that everything that happens is only good. Now, when someone hears that and they see, they just experience an earthquake. That's not something that uh, that sticks. I wouldn't say it doesn't make sense. I can't feel or see or understand anywhere where this is good. So Kabbalists either are lying, or I'm missing something. And so someone who feels like Kabbalah is telling them that the, you know tells them uh, many other truths, and they want to find the, the, their path to understand and to figure out all these truths, and they may, may continue down the path. And they may see that that uh, that the good is somewhere hidden from me, like you said, it's concealed, right? So somehow along the way, these things have to happen in order to. It's everything's calculated, right? If everything, every earthquake, every hurricane, every person that dies at this second, and you know how many people are dying every second, it's all calculated. We don't understand those calculations. We're just so, like you said, that the the mother with the two children, we don't understand the calculations, but we want to rise to a level. Where, where we under, not only understand the calculations, but we're, we're participating in those calculations. We're like part of it, right? Yeah, a super interesting and deep uh, part of that is, um, is, you know, you say, okay, well, everything is good. You know, and I we used to live more like a hippie. You know, we had like this, it's like, it's all good. You know, yeah. and you can just like say it's all good, but you, it's if really you examine bad, yourself... Yeah. What? It's really bad, but you're saying, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's all good. And you, you just um, fly kind of over it. But if you examine yourself, it's not good. There's nothing that actually feels good about it at all. Um, right. It's actually really bad. So when we say that we're saying that the reality is good, doesn't mean that uh, somebody being crushed under a building is good, right? So where is the level where the good exists and where is the level where through my perception I see something bad? It's not that, oh, it's all good, like I came to terms with the fact that there's bad stuff right. happening That's on earth. Different. Like I'm a balanced person. I, I do all my mental exercises, my mental hygiene and whatever, and I've come to terms with that there's a lot of bad things that happen and I don't let it phase me and – you know, I'm living my best life. Um, or I 
am like that mom who lived on the level of the two five-year-olds fighting over, you know, who's going to get the first piece of cake or something like that. And as the mom, all I have is, or as the parent, all I have is love for both of my kids. And in my mind, in my reality, everything is fine for those kids. And I think this is a huge leap that we need to make that we don't understand how small we are. The, the, the power of nature Nature is infinitely powerful. I mean, each person here, think about something you tried to do. Think about a jar in your kitchen you tried to open. Or you went to the gym and you tried to lift, I don't know, 100 kilos. Or, you know, you tried to bench press 200 pounds. Like, think about something hard you tried to do. You tried to, you know, undo a screw that was stuck in the, you know, when you were changing the hinge on the door, you know, in the bedroom. Think of something you tried to do. You know, you tried to lift the couch and you hurt your back. You know, think of something that you tried to do that was difficult. And then think about going outside and trying to push your house over. Go outside, try and push your apartment building over. Go outside and try and lift your car up. And now think how nature in a second knocks down an entire city. Like the power of nature is infinitely powerful. Infinitely powerful. We need to, to let's take even to start to come to grasp like what what we're talking about here, we have to get a, we have to like have a, a, a much more clear picture of where we are in relation to all this and where the forces, like we're, we're like, you know, you know, I can't take the lid off of my ginger brew without a special tool, but I'm going to now like try and relate to the force that like powers every star. It's ridiculous. It's really, but that's how we live, right? Like I can't bench press 200 pounds, but I think that I'm going to like compete with the force I'm going to manipulate for my own benefit or try and make this life work for me against the force that, you know, throws planets around or, you know, smashes entire cities. Wait, so So you're saying good. (laughs) Huh? So wait a second. So you're saying that good then if we want to say you know if you mentioned okay so this good we don't see the good in anywhere so maybe good would be that i would have the ability i would have the power within me not physical strength but maybe even uh technical understanding how to manipulate the world around me in order to make for my myself a good life you're saying that even that is feeble yeah so what is this power this infinite power like do we are we clear that that's too hard of a question because we don't have any way to i mean i can't even i can't even sense the radio waves or the wi-fi waves in this room how can i also sense the place where all of gravity and all electromagnetism and and every other force comes from i mean what is the force that's operating but but say that Let's say that. Let's say that you could, you did have the technical ability well, let's, to create well, all let's, kind of technology to prevent, to, to know that an earthquake is coming ten years ahead of time. Are you? Are, well, I, are I, you? I, I was. Yeah. Huh? What? What were you? I was starting on the other side. I was saying that that's really far. But what? What can I do? I was given a perfect mm. tool called my life. Everyone here, we're given a perfect tool called our life to start to feel who I am. And 
what am I? Where am I? Who am I? What's operating inside of me? How did I get like this? And from that discovery, we can actually start to discover what that is. I like it. I like it. And then, then you know, is it, what is this infinitely powerful force? What is it doing? What's it all about? You know, are are we Chris? Why am I part? Are we of just this? looking for? Are we just looking for eight hours notice on earthquakes? Is that is that what we're looking for here? I don't think. I mean, so. it's a start, but you know. I mean, I think I think that there's there's the two paths too because you have one way where you could just de devote the next fifty years of humanity and in investing in earth, asteroid prevention and earthquake detection and who knows, right? Whatever else. But is that actually getting us to where we're eventually going? Or is that just deviating us from the path that's going to take us longer to get there? That's really ultimately, that's really ultimately the question. How fast do we want to reach the goal that nature has set for us? And we can continue get, getting slapped around. We can continue to get slapped around, get beat over the head, curse everything that's happening, you know, upset and angry at everything. Or we could try to figure out what it is wrong with us that sees the world in such a way and until then it'll be difficult but at the same time very internally rewarding because even though a person can feel suffering if they feel behind it the intention let's say like those children who somehow were able to rise to the level of their mother for a second they would see that mom is not a bad mom for giving him one thing and giving the other person the other thing and it wasn't fair or whatever. They rise to the level of the mother and they see the action, which was I gave the mother, right? I gave one child something and the other child didn't receive. So the child who didn't receive is obviously cursing, right? And the child that received is, uh, is happy. But from the level of the mom, it, there was the, the intention was to do good to both of them. So you so immediately just in that example you have you have reality split into two 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 like it's it's right down the middle split into two different kinds of perceptions one where something is bad is happening and two where something good is happening so from the side of nature when Kabbalists say that 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 only good is being done it's a it's that intention to do good now, along the way things might feel bad there might be tragedies. But the good intention behind it is, old, is, is has nothing to do with these 70 years that we're living inside this body. And that's kind of the disconnection that we're unable to make where I relate good and bad to this body and I don't yet know how to relate to what it means to do good to the entire system just like nature does. Good is always bitter and sweet. It's always good for me, bad for me, which is bad for my ego or good for my ego, right? But nature wants us to be bigger than that, to grow up a little bit. And uh, unfortunately, it might take a lot of suffering for us to wake up because it's not just it doesn't just care about me or you. Right. It wants all of us to to rise to that level. And so because we're together, we're stuck together. We're one system. We're all going to be going through certain things that are essentially teaching us. And uh, it, it, some people might suffer, but at least we know that there's a direction. And we, and for those people who know what the goal is and how to get there, they've got to do it. Let's uh, let's turn towards that force. Uh, obviously, no plea or request or prayer or whatever you want to call this changes doesn't change gravity. You can pray all you want and jump off a building. Gravity is going to be gravity. So we're not looking to change 
the the life of lives. But what we are looking to do is calibrate ourselves to it. So let's all turn to that force, that power, the life of lives, and ask that we can all be more calibrated, more in harmony with each other, more good to each other. And let's see how, let's see in our lives how everything can turn to good. Everything, just the same way that, and a bunch of buildings fall down. Let's see like this and people wake up tomorrow or maybe it doesn't happen tomorrow, but people start waking up with a feeling of brotherhood in their heart, with a feeling of that we're all one earthly family. Let's start calibrating ourselves towards it. Let's start thinking about it more and more above all of our other thoughts and problems. And let's add to that and let's, let's be part of making that happen. We miss our friend Asaf who's not here. He's fine. We just had something to deal with today. Uh, we look forward to, yeah, next Thursday we're together. I think the following Thursday next will all Thursday, be yes, in the, the big next, event in Israel, the right? next, next, okay. no. yeah. So um, thanks, everybody, for coming here. Our hearts go out to everyone who is suffering, and we will all help each other. Uh, and we will see you next week. Yes. Bye, friends. Small creatures on a small planet. Some remote galaxy Trying to maintain our protein bags What a fallacy Now we've got a path to traverse Out of this universe And now we cannot stop our destiny calls Revolution Pushing us ahead Revolution Waking the dead It's time to move on It's time to rise above It's time to be born We're surely meant to go beyond this dream reality The light is pushing us to fall Spirituality Now we are leaving our egos to rust It's time for love and for trust And no, we won't resign Got a world to design. It's evolution pushing us ahead. It's